Welcome to the Custom Roofing and Construction Bearcat pregame show. This week's show will be a bit different considering we didn't have a game last week and this week's game kind of materialized uh, late Tuesday afternoon. We're going to spend this opening segment previewing this week's uh, road matchup against the Cab. Uh, then we're going to follow this up with uh, the interview we did with Mike Phillips last week from Fit Body Gym. So let's dive right into the show. And uh, the first thing off the top I want to get on is it's a it's a pretty lengthy road trip for a Friday after school seven thirty kickoff, um, two hour two and a half hours with you know no traffic for the Bearcats. They're going to be loading up in the yellow school buses and, and getting out there. Um, I know I had some lengthy road trips in my days, but they were generally on Saturdays or, you know, week of Thanksgiving or something. What was your experience with some of these longer road trips and how do you think it's going to affect the Bearcats Friday night? Yeah, Ryan. I mean, I remember we had a real long road trip down to Blooming Grove, south of, uh, Waxahachie. I think it's down by Hubbard. Anyways, we, we had the luxury of, uh, I think the Booster Club paid for a, for a charter bus even in, in 1992. Uh, so we had we had that nice bus to go all the way down there. But I just remember, man, it was a, it was a heck of a drive. And uh, it probably takes a little bit longer to get, get loosened up. I think we left a little bit earlier just to account for, for traffic because you're basically going all the way through Dallas. Uh, but, but our Bearcats are going up Texarkana way. I wouldn't expect too much traffic. But it's a similar two two and a half hour uh bus bus ride so you would expect them probably to leave a little bit earlier account for a little bit more time on on the on the pregame and the stretching and we always had a routine of of taking a little quick power nap and kind of getting getting ready mentally uh especially in home games but when you're riding a bus you know you take about a 30 45 minute uh nap if you can but anything longer than that can kind of get you into a into a haze, you don't really want to take an hour and a half nap because then you wake up kind of groggy. So we'll see. We'll see how these Bearcats react. And of course, they had an emotional emotional week last week with with school getting uh, getting kind of canceled abruptly on Friday. So we'll see how they bounce back from that. Yeah, as I was uh, right before the show, I started thinking about my junior and senior year. We bust out to Iowa Park to play Childress both those years. Um, it's a little little closer than than where we're heading Friday night in the cab, but it was still well over two hours. And I remember now that I think of it, both of those nights, we got off to a bit of a slow start. Um, I think in the first, uh, my junior year, we were up 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter, kind of a slow start. We didn't execute very well. We ended up putting 35 points up in the second quarter, though, kind of woke up in a hurry. Um, and same thing happened my senior year, is uh, got off to a slow start, first play of the game through an interception, and just took us took us a few drives to get going. So let's hope we don't see that from the Bearcats. Hopefully they have a little bit better way of, of managing that sort of uh, recovering from that long bus ride on the way up there. So DeKalb, that's not it's not a school that is in the pilot point rotation. Um, I, I'm sure Friday night before the game time we'll see. I don't think we've ever played DeKalb before. Um, but let's look a little bit about who they are. So the DeKalb Bears is who they are. They're a 3A Division II school, so we're going to have back-to-back weeks playing 3A Division II because next week we have Gunner at home. They're in District 10, 3A Division II, and uh, in their district they have the infamous Dangerfield. So, you know, we've all heard of Dangerfield. Dangerfield's a powerhouse. Um, Paul Pewitt was a good player in my day, and then some schools that we just hadn't heard of. Hooks, Paris Chisholm, Pattonville, Prairie Land, and uh, Redwater. 
So I checked the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, and DeKalb is scheduled to finish fifth in that district just outside of the playoff race. Um, they returned five starters on offense and seven on defense from their 2020 campaign in which they finished the season six and four, but they finished in that fifth spot, which was right outside the playoffs last year. So they're looking to change things up a little from last year and try to break in the playoffs. Um, they have a pretty beautiful color scheme, I'd have to say, orange and black. You know, they're almost Absolutely. the orange and black Bearcats. They're just the orange and black Bears. Close. Um, they are 2-0 and so far on the year. They were slated to play a home game. This Friday night against an 0-2 Linden Kildare um, school, who was 0-2, and I think Pilot Point is going to present a little bit more of a, of a challenge than that program probably was going to Friday night. So DeKalb does have the advantage of uh, getting us without them having to take a long bus ride. So now that we've discussed kind of who they are and a little bit about the program and the state of the team, John, tell us a little bit about the schematics. What type of offense, what type of defense should we be looking for from the Bears? Yeah, you know, Ron, I haven't seen a, a lot of film on these guys, but I did I did do my due diligence as soon as I heard who we were playing yesterday. And uh, defensively, from what I've seen from them, they, they like to run kind of a 5-2 uh, up front and blanket coverage uh, behind that. They've got they've got a ball player in number six, and he'll be covering the slot receiver uh, from what I've seen. So uh, he's going to be on Aston, Crew Chandler, and those guys. And he's a, he's a heck of an athlete out there as a defensive back. <clears throat> and then they, they like to blitz quite a bit. They're very aggressive defensively, and they've been real fortunate get, and won the turnover battle in their first two games and kind of blown out both opponents because of that. Um, so I don't know if, uh, you know if any of that's just luck or they're just good at, at causing turnovers, but they've been intercepting passes and getting fumbles, so we're going to have to hang on to the ball. So that's kind of their defense. And then offensively, um, they run – from what I've seen this year, they're running an inverted pistol formation quite a bit where, you know, you think about the wishbone, except the quarterback is, is back, uh, not completely in shotgun. Uh, but you know, he's taking a shotgun snap, but he's not, it's not traditional shotgun. He's got two, two running backs beside him and then one behind him. And that number six is their main running back behind him as kind of the inverted fullback. Um, and then they've got a couple other solid runners behind them. So, and they like to, um, they like to run a lot of trap plays, a lot of misdirection, a lot of a lot of fakes. So we got to play sound defensively, and they really prefer to run the ball. It seems this year, and then I looked at a little bit of film from them last year, and they were in an I formation um, quite often. So um, I think they they kind of adjusted their offense to their personnel, uh, but they do really like to run the ball, and they had they had over 300 yards rushing uh, in their in their last game. Well, yeah, I know they, they've allowed only six points to each of their first opponents, so 12 points through three games. One thing you and I noticed when we got the roster sent over, um, they're a little thin, so, you know, similar to Gunner, just that size program, uh, but we counted it up, 22 players on the roster for the Bears, so that's a that's a pretty thin group of guys there. We can yeah, see if the weather if the weather is hot if it's you know if it's if anything goes wrong for the Bears, they just don't have a lot of depth to help bail them out of of, of really anything. So that's some, always something to watch when you're playing a smaller program. It's you know it's not like Pot Point has just a plethora of guys either. But 22 um, for an 11 man football team is, is is cutting it pretty close, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. 22. I mean that's. 
you don't have you don't have a very deep bench there. You're expecting everybody to play as much as possible, and and you're hoping, you know, you come out of the game clean with no injuries for sure. Yep, that's right. So now we've got through some of that. Um, looked at looked at their roster. You've seen a little bit of film. Who who on the roster? Who do you think are the players to watch for the Bears? And then and then get into the players to watch for the Bearcats. Yeah, the three guys I've got marked down for the DeKalb Bears. Um, the the quarterback, he's a junior. He's number two. His name's Caleb Dooley. Uh, looks like last year he was playing slot receiver, so I believe this is his first year uh, uh, playing quarterback. And he seems to seems to run the ball pretty well. Uh, carries out his fakes very well. Um, I haven't seen him throw the ball a lot, but he's capable of, of throwing it. And of course, they use their they use their run uh, quite a bit to set up play action and try to beat you deep. And then um, the second guy that, that really sticks out is Amar Love, number twenty. He's a junior. He's a running back and defensive end. Um, he's uh, he's kind of like their Curly Brockman, if you will. He's a little undersized, but he's super quick, um, and it looks like he's. As far as him versus Curly, he may have the advantage on the offensive end because he looks like he's a, uh, a little bit more experienced at running back. Uh, but I, I like Curly defensively. Of course, Curly had those 10, tack- 10 tackles in, in game number one. So, um, But Amar Love is a, is a capable defensive end. Um, he, he's, uh, you know, strong, uh, you know, low to the ground. Kind of think of Darren Sproles. Uh, when you think of Amar Love, number 20. And then their guy that just jumps off the page at you is number six, the uh, awesomely named Winky Williams. Uh, He's a sophomore. He's a running back slash defensive back. And when I was watching the film of this guy, I thought, man, he's probably probably a senior because he he just looks like it. I mean, he looks like one of these, uh, you know, we're going to be in Texarkana, but he looks like an East Texas kid. I mean, real athletic tall, uh, strong, and super fast. And uh, he's had he's had breakaway plays offensively in, in both of their first two games. And then um, he's caused quite a few turnovers. He had, a, he had an interception, I think a fumble recovery, and he, he tipped another pass for an interception uh, in their game last week. So number six is a real player to watch, Winky Williams, the sophomore. And then for our PowerPoint Bearcats, the three guys that I think are going to uh, really step up this game, um, uh, Gavin Gavin Wheeler, number 78, I think his size is going to be a huge advantage. He's got another week to rest. He didn't play in, the, in week one. Uh, I think he's going to be fresh, and he's going to be a real impact on the offensive and defensive line, especially defensive line with all the traps and uh, fakes that they run. Uh, up the middle, and then uh, the second player to watch for the Bear- for our Bearcats is uh, Wyatt Smith, number five, the junior quarterback. You know he had 275 yards uh, passing in, in game one, and I think if he if he's on target and try to keeps the ball away from that number six, um, we're going to be in good shape there. And then uh, of course our guy Ish Harris. That's the the main guy to watch is, is going to be number 21 for us, the senior running back, defensive back, slash linebacker, if they move him in there. Um, it's committed to Texas A&M. We're looking for Ish to really expand on the game he had. Game one, I keep hearing, you know, I, saw, I heard Chance and, and Coach Marsh talk about there was some rumors around town that he didn't have that good of a game. But if you think about it, Ryan, you know, they 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 didn't call that one play a touchdown. He would have had four touchdowns in, in game one. 
you know, we didn't talk about it much because we didn't have the luxury of the uh, replay. But if you remember, Ish was called down like on the inch. And then, then we had a false start or something that set us back. And then we ended up missing that first field goal early in the Plainview game. So, uh, I mean, I think they're kind of crazy. <laughs> if you go for 100 plus yards and three touchdowns, that's that's solid start for Ish in game one. Well, you know, and we there was that same chatter last year. And he had more, he had better yardage numbers as well. So it wasn't just he had three touchdowns, should add four. He had more yards as well. So he got to a good start. One thing I think that's different about the Bearcats this year that I'm really intrigued, I'm really excited about, especially going up against defenses like this 5 2 type defense. Last year, we really had to generate, we, we could only throw the ball after we established our run game, right? So we had to run the ball effectively to establish an effective pass game. I think this year we're capable of of either or. We can line up and run the football, or we can line up and say, hey, if you want to do a 5-2 and man on the outside, you know, and really pressure our receivers and our quarterback and make make them make us try to beat you through the air, I think we're capable of that without establishing a run game. So um, now the best offense is a balanced offense, but like I said, I think we're a little bit more versatile this year in – being able to just throw the ball from the jump as opposed to trying to establish a good ground game that then opens up the the air attack. That leads us into uh, the next part of our, our pregame, and that's, you know, John's three keys to the game. Hey Bearcat fans, living in North Texas, you know all about bad weather. When bad weather does strike, look no further than James Floyd's Custom Roofing and Construction. Custom Roofing and Construction has built their business off of quality work and customer referrals. Let their friendly and knowledgeable staff ensure the project runs smoothly from start to finish. You can visit Custom Roofing and Construction on their website, customroofingdallas.com, or give them a call at 214-274-8353. Yes, sir, Ron. Um... Key number three. There it is. My, my keys are on point. Key number three is uh, control the pace of the game. Um, I think the Cavs' bread and butter appears to be, you know, running the football offensively out of that uh, inverted pistol slash diamond formation that they use, and they use all three backs. And with, with the Cavs only having 22 players on their varsity roster that you talked about, I think their game plan is really going to be to ground and pound and control the clock. If you think about, you know, ponder the ponder game from last year or even, you know, Plainview in that third quarter in week one, how they really controlled the clock and controlled the pace of the game, uh, that would be in DeKalb's favor. But if the Bearcats are, are able to keep the DeKalb offense off the field and are dictating the pace and jump out to, a, jump out to an early lead, then I really like uh, our pilot point Bearcats' chances in this thing. Uh, key number two. Key number two is 21 is greater than six. I think it's really going to be a, a a nice battle between Ish Harris and uh, and their guy Winky Williams. So uh, they're both similar type athletes. I, I I don't think that Winky, since he's a sophomore, he probably certainly doesn't have the recruiting uh, behind him yet. Maybe another year. Um, and I, I have no idea what kind of kid he is, but man, he looks like a heck of an athlete, uh, from the game film I've seen. So, if, you know, if Ish is able to run for, for more, uh, yards and be more impactful than, than Winky Williams, then I, I like our chances because two, two great athletes look like they're kind of lining up against each other. And key number one. Yeah, so key number one is uh, solid, 
solid as a rock. So don't run away. It's no time to play. So that's an Ashford and Simpson song. I think it's from the 80s. might be from the 70s. It's a real old song, right? That's uh, probably older than you. Uh, I doubt it's older than me, but uh, yeah. it's, it's a good song. But what I mean by that is we just got to play solid, solid football. And on defense, defensively, we've got to play uh, assignment, gap, gap controlling type football. Don't fall for the fakes. You got to you got to control the gaps because they're gonna they're gonna be doing a lot of uh, a lot of fakes, a lot of misdirection, and we can't uh, we can't have any busted you know busted plays because if six gets away from us, man, it's it's gonna be tough to bring that guy down. It's gonna be tough to run him down. And uh, the other thing is DeCab, um, you know we got to they've kind of relied on these uh, on these turnovers in the first two games, so we've got to be solid in our protection of the football. And if uh, you know if Wyatt throws for another 275 with with no interceptions and we're in, we're in real good shape, uh, but like I said, if we if we try to test that number six too many times and he's it gets a pick six, then that could that could turn the momentum of this game. So you know we just got to be solid and then we've got to tackle uh, extremely well because their uh, their running back um, number 20 Amar Love is built low to the ground. He's quick. We've got to wrap him up and bring him down. And, and number six is a hoss. Um, and he's quick, so we just we, we got to have sure solid tackling in this game. Well, that's always the key to playing solid defense. It's not you know being in the position, but if you can't finish the play with a tackle, it doesn't help you out any. So you know turnovers and tackling, you know that seems to be the story of uh, winning winning football games. So Absolutely. John, Friday night, you and I got a bit of a haul out in front of us as well, along with the Bearcats. Uh, kind of looked at the stadium looks like we're going to be pulling another uh top row from the home stands broadcast so hopefully Whatever the people takes. in the cab are as uh, accommodating and as friendly as the people in plain view were and uh we can bring you guys a good broadcast uh, after we wrap up here we're going to be playing the uh the really good interview we did last week with coach phillips from fit body gym who you know he talks about what he's doing um, over at Fit Body with the uh, current Pot Point players that he's working with, and he talks a little bit about his time coaching here in Pot Point. So stick around and listen to that. But for us, that's going to be it. We'll be there. Um, we'll go live probably with this pregame show probably around uh, six fifty Friday night, and then we'll come on the air about seven twenty-five um, from DeKalb, bringing you guys the the game. So uh, you know, see, see y'all Friday night. Go Bearcats! Hey Bearcat fans, living in North Texas, you know all about bad weather. When bad weather does strike, look no further than James Floyd's Custom Roofing and Construction. Custom Roofing and Construction has built their business off of quality work and customer referrals. Let their friendly and knowledgeable staff ensure the project runs smoothly from start to finish. You can visit Custom Roofing and Construction on their website, customroofingdallas.com, or give them a call at 214-274-8353. And we're back with this week's guest on the Custom Roofing and Construction Bearcat pregame show, Mike Phillips of Fit Body Gym. For me, it'll always be Coach Phillips, though, because for those who don't know, he was on the staff for all of my varsity years at Pilot Point. So uh, thanks for joining us, Coach, and uh, it's good to have you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so the first thing I want to bring up is you, know, you coached in Pilot Point from 2007 to 2011. Um, just the other day, you were telling me about, it was by far your favorite spot. And uh, after your career at Pot Point wrapped up, you actually got out of coaching but decided to stay in the area and are now involved in the community here. 
Um, what was your experience with the Pilot Point program and in the area as a whole that made you want to uh, stick around and stay involved? You know, as far as the Pilot Point experience, I had a great overall experience with the Pilot Point program. You know, like I told you before, we had some of the best kids that I've ever been around, hardest working kids, most respectful kids that I've been around in, in my 15 years. Um, before arriving in Pilot Point, I'd always known Pilot Point was a close-knit community. I knew they valued their sports, and I knew they loved Bearcat football. So who doesn't want to be a part of that? Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. You know, so I moved to Pilot Point when I was young, and that's kind of what we saw immediately when we got here. So it was a really cool thing to be a part yes. of as I got to grow up. Um, so you and your wife, Becky, who uh, was also the head volleyball coach in Pilot Point for a little while and actually was my uh, anatomy teacher as a senior, Y'all opened up Fit Body Gym. So where are y'all located and what what do y'all what training y'all do? What services y'all offer there? Uh, Fit Body Gym is located at 106 North Highway 377 in Aubrey, Texas. Fit Body Gym, we offer all types of training. We we basically what we primarily do is one-on-one -on -one type training. We do small group training and then we do sports specific training. And that's where the athletes from these local high schools come into play. And we get to work with those kids on the specific sport they're wanting to improve in and achieve higher goals in. Okay, so that, that gives us an opportunity to still work with kids as well as working with adults of all ages. We have people in there from age 14 to 84 right now. So we have a wide range of people that we get to work with on a daily basis. Yeah, that leads us right into what John's next question is. Yeah, Coach, um, so I follow you on Twitter, and I see that you're training a bunch of uh, Pilot Point High School varsity athletes, um, such as Aston Kirby, Kay Carter, Crew Chandler, and then on the Lady Cat side, I know you're working with Ronnie Johnson. I think she's a heck of a, a softball player. But uh, what have you seen from those athletes, you know, through your summer training? Uh, what, do you, what do you like about their work ethic, et cetera? Well, if I can, I'd like to just speak a little bit about each one and kind of tell you what I consider their strengths to be and what they came to me needing help with and what we've been able to do while they've been with me. So Crew Chandler, he's been with me about two years. He's Crew's a very hard worker. He's young, but he listens, okay? He wants to get better. He wants to take criticism and improve on what his skill is. He's a very hard worker. Crew's main assets right now is, is he's he's a physical specimen to me looking at him as a sophomore in high school, okay? He's added a ton of strength, and what that's going to do for him is he's going to be a lot more physical on the field, playing cornerback and playing slot receiver, a position where he's going to be going across the middle to catch balls. And just his overall strength and just his overall athletic ability is what he's going to give to the Pilot Point program. Aston Kirby. Aston Kirby trains with me two to three days a week right now at 4 a.m. in the morning. So that kid right there, 100% dedicated to improving his craft. Okay. He's the epitome of hard work. He loves to be pushed, loves getting better, and thrives on being the best he can be. He also has gotten so much stronger with our program and much more powerful. And his improved strength and power should really help him in his cornerback position because he's going to be going up against receivers on most Friday nights that have a little bit of an advantage as far as weight and height compared to what he is, okay? 
And then he also will be able to use that strength and speed and size and that extra power at the slot position on offense as well, doing cross the routes and things across the middle. So, and he's shown great improvement. He gives me everything he has every day he's in the gym. And I tell you, I, I love training him. That's awesome. Cade Carter. Cade Carter's been with me, oh, probably four to five months. And Cade's one of those guys that has all the physical tools, you know, as well as I do. He's six six. He needs to put on a little bit more weight. He's about 200 pounds right now. He's a big, tall kid that also – he also works his tail off at the gym for me. He does whatever I ask him to do. And he, he's also gotten so much stronger. You know, putting muscle on a kid like that can be challenging at times because he's, he's so tall. His arms are so long. His legs are so long. But he's been able to do that because he shows up. He's consistent. He works his tail off. And uh, Kate already has a D3 offer for next year, actually with my twin brother at Hendricks College in Conway, Arkansas, if he chooses to go that route. so, And he's made great strides in the gym with us as well. Ryan Ronnie. Ryan's been with me two, three months. He's my newest guy. Uh, Ryan's pretty much an animal in the weight room. He gets that. Ryan does not know how strong he truly is. Okay, and I'm able to get that out of him and push him and push heavy weight to get stronger and do better and be better on Friday nights. Uh, when he gets healthy, I don't see any reason why he won't be a force on the offensive line and the defensive line with his size and the strength he has if he'll just learn how to use it. And I think he'll be doing great things on Friday nights for the Bearcats. And then we have Ronnie Johnson. Ronnie's been with me probably three to four months. Uh, she's another 4 a.m. kid, which just just shows me complete dedication on their end when they're, they're able to get up on their own and be here at 4 o'clock, put in an hour work, and then go to school and probably do another workout later that day. As you know, she's the, the starting pitcher on the softball team. Uh, Ronnie's one of those kids, you just tell her what to do, and she's going to do it full speed ahead, 100%, and give you every bit of effort she has. And the extra speed and agility that she's gaining and the strength that she's gaining in the weight room will undoubtedly help her in the, in the spring when she goes through softball season. And then my wife, my wife trains Whitley McClure. She's also a new kid coming to pilot point from Braswell. She's also a pitcher in softball and she's there at six, six thirty in the mornings with my wife. So another dedicated athlete to get there in the morning and want to get better. You truly have to want to get better when you're getting up that early to come to a workout that's away from school. So we love these kids to death. We're so happy we have them in our gym. We hope we get more kids out of this. And uh, we'll just continue to keep doing what we're doing and keep helping the kids from Pilot Point. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Thanks, Coach. John, back when we were in the weight room, um, you know, I was one of the stronger kids, but another one of the kids right there with me, um, was Carter Street, who ended up, you know, going to Louisiana Tech. And I mean, remember there were times where I would put weight on the bench press and get underneath it and put my arms on the bar and unrack it. And right after I'd unrack it, Carter would see what I had and he'd put five more pounds on. And Coach Phillips would be like, hey, Menard, Carter's put more weight on than you and would kind of play that game with us and push us. And man, I would rack it, get off and put five extra pound, put five pounds more than Carter, get back on and start my set completely over. Um, so that's sort of sort of like fun challenges that we used to do back in the day. Hey, that, that, that friendly competition in the weight room is how everybody gets better. Absolutely, but none of you could lift what I could, so it really didn't matter. 
Yeah, so yeah, you talked about uh, Ryan Ronnie and Ryan not knowing how strong he is. So you also uh, coached uh, our our own Ryan Menard and, uh, and my nephew now, who's our statistician, Chris Nortman. So what do you what do you remember most about those 08, 09 uh, kids, Coach? I'll tell you, the thing about the 08, 09, 09 kids was just their true determination. We knew we had a good group of kids coming into the 08 season. We knew we had a chance to go a long way, and we were able to do that. We had some key injuries late in the season in the playoffs. We fell a little bit short. Um, but, you know, those top kids right there, they were true leaders. You know, they didn't just perform on the field on Friday night. They led us in the weight room. They led us in the film room. They were true leaders to the younger kids and set a great example for what Pilot Point leadership and Bearcat football should be should be all about. Well, great times. Yeah, that's awesome. So can you can you settle the debate, Coach? Is, who, who is stronger, Chris Nortman or, or Ryan Menard? Well, I hate to say it, but Ryan Menard. <laughs> I mean, that's no secret there. Actually, I was an actually, actually, <laughs> actually, I'm glad you said it. So that way we can, uh, we can beat up Nordy We're only it. audio this week, but I wish people could see my face when you ask that. Yeah, you might have to plug that I in. I wish they could see my face when I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that and, leads uh, us into our so last, last question, John. Yeah, last, last question, Coach, and, and it's it's real hard-hitting, so hopefully you can handle it. But I know you've trained, you know, just a, a variety of athletes over the years. But if you had to pick the least athletic person that you've ever trained, why would you pick Terry Slay? Well... Terry Slay is what you might call a project, okay? <laughs> Terry and I have gotten really close over the last few years. Again, Terry Slay is what you might call a project. <laughs> Terry Slay shows up two days a week for 30 minutes each session, gives me all he has. But again, Terry Slay is what you would call a project. <laughs> and that pretty much sums it up. I guess you gotta you gotta train you gotta train pretty hard to be a professional blackjack player or whatever. He's always in Las Vegas, seems like every other week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If he'd come to the gym as much as he goes to Las Vegas, we'd make some progress. Oh yeah, he'd yeah. he'd be huge. He'd be he'd be ripped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, thanks for joining us tonight. It was good to visit with you. Um and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing what these guys that are working with you uh, can do on Friday nights. We've already seen a week one. Aston Kirby was a honorable mention defensive, uh, you know, defensive player of the week um, on by one uh, news publication. I forgot which one it was. But it's already paying off. Yeah, Saw 151 all-purpose yards from that Can't wait to see. Yeah. Can't wait to see their further development working with you. Like I said, Coach, thanks for your time tonight. And uh, we'll, we'll see you Friday. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you guys very much. All right, guys. And we'll be back right after this. Thanks.